podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC and your daily reminder that the Reds are top of the league and, you know, still in the mix for a quadruple. So let's remember, things aren't all as bad as they seem. Lots and lots of people getting very upset that Manchester City won a game of football at a place where we also went and won a game of football against a weaker Newcastle team than the one that we played, people losing their minds. Settle down. We're top of the league. We don't need to get so upset. And we obviously saw Villa go to Goodison and drop points, which means that when we play our next game against Bournemouth, we can open up a five-point gap on Villa. Now, City are two points behind us, same number of games played, but they're two points behind us. We play Bournemouth next. Their next game is home to Burnley. They'll win that. They do have a bit of a favourable run uh, over the next, say, six weeks in the league, but... It gets quite tough for them after that. If you look at their fixtures in March, they play United at home. And for whatever reason, United, maybe not so much under Ten Hag, but United do find ways to make it very difficult for Manchester City. Uh, Then they've got to come to Anfield. Then they go to Brighton. Then they play Arsenal. Then they play Villa. So, you know, their March is tough. Then it's Crystal Palace and Luton, but then they go to Spurs, and Spurs always make it tough for them. So let's not let's not lose the heads just yet. I still believe it is their title to lose because, look, we know they've cheated. We we all know we all accept that they've cheated. That's why they've been able to build what they've built. But the players on the pitch. They themselves have not cheated that we know of. Those players have gone out and won those titles, you know? So you do have to respect that. And they've got KDB back, which is obviously a a big, big boost for them. But if we could get Thiago back, and if we could even get 10 to 12 really good 30 to 60 minute performances out of him, you know, a handful of starts and games where he comes off the bench like KDB did at the weekend for City and can either help us see out a game or can 
open up a game for us. That could be hugely beneficial. And we've got a bunch of other players, remember, to come back as well. So I, I don't feel like there's any real justification for the temper tantrums currently taking place on social media. I want us to sign players as well. Let's be clear. Nobody, nobody loves transfers more than me. Nobody. But at the same time, it's got to be a player that makes sense for us. We can't just make a signing for the sake of making a signing. Do I think Joe Polina would be a good signing? Yes, I do. Is he the best defensive midfielder we could put into this team? No, he is not. And if you were to say to me, you sign no defensive midfielder in this window, but in the summer, you get your pick of Bubakar Kamara with a release clause, Bruno Gomerish with a release clause, or whichever other defensive midfielder is out there for us. Potentially, Real, if they get... Mbappe in if they want to buy Alfonso Davies and if the rumours that are rumbling about Enzo Fernandez are true one of Camavinga or Chuameni likely becomes available A because of the squeeze on midfield positions and B because they'll need to sell somebody to raise some funds I would rather wait and try and get one of them because that's a signing that makes more sense for us for the next six, seven years. The same thing at centre-back. Now, maybe you could get Jean-Claude Tadebo right now. I don't know if you could. Spurs tried. They couldn't get him. And it's not because Ineos and Jim Ratcliffe are holding him back for United. It's because Nice don't want to let him go in this window. So where else would you look in this window? Usman Diamande? Well, he's away at AFCON. And he's got a 70 million buyout. And that that's a lot of money for a fellow with so little experience. And, you know, you look at how he plays and where he plays. He, he's definitely more the Ibu type. And I don't know that an Ibu Diamande partnership long-term is the ideal fit. Whereas I look at someone like Lenny Yarrow, and yes, Lille are quoting obscene prices in this window, but come summer, that price likely comes down. And him, I look at as a Virgil successor. Him, I look at as the guy that could partner Ibu long-term. So I'd rather wait for him. And with Diamande as well, you've got to pay the entire 70-plus million up front in one go. So even if you did go and pay his buyout, you've got to pay it all in one go. I think Inacio would be ideal, but what if Jürgen decides he doesn't want that type of centre-back, that type of left-back slash left-side centre-back? We've seen over the last couple of months that we're playing our left-back more attack-minded again. Now, I think there's two reasons for that. Number one, we're getting zero production or we have gotten zero production from the left wing. So we had to find a way to get some more production down there. So sending Robbo, sending Costas made sense. 
Two, Robbo and Costas absolutely suck in that left side centre back role. They can't play it at all. So if you're going to have one of them in the team, it just makes more sense to get them moving forward and actually play them to their strengths. So maybe if he had an Inash, maybe then he'd be more happy to go back to the three box three as opposed to this two box three plus left back, left winger type of role. So the question is, Who's out there right now that's definitely available that makes sense now and makes sense long-term? Because the thing with Inacio, and people have said they'd prefer Piero Incapia, that's absolutely fair, but he's definitely not available in this window. So you can forget him until summer. But the thing with, with Inacio is that he's never going to be a Jurgen Klopp centre-back. And if two years from now, Jurgen is still at the club, you know, post-2026, if he does sign another extension and he decides to change things up again and go in a different direction tactically, Inacio might not fit anywhere. Like, if he did decide to move Trent permanently into midfield, and go back to having two overlapping raiding fullbacks. Inacio doesn't fit there, and he's not going to be a Jurgen Klopp centre-back because he's not big enough to be a Jurgen Klopp centre-back. Same thing goes for Hincapié. Now, Hincapié could be that attack-minded left-back. He's played that kind of role before. It's not the very best use of him, but he can absolutely do it. But again, not available in this window. So maybe that's why they've not pulled the trigger on Anasio. On the right, but can play on the left. But he's not available in this window. So I think people are very much looking for signings for the sake of signings. If the right player comes up, then we should absolutely jump on it. If they don't, then let's just stay the course. We could buy someone. We could buy Joao Polinia and still not win the league. I mean, I don't see City been linked with anybody, but their fans aren't melting down. Arsenal fans live in a permanent state of meltdown, so you'll ignore them. But City fans aren't having tantrums. They're the ones chasing us. They're not being linked to anybody. So settle down a little bit, you know? Right, on to the main Liverpool websites. This is Anfield. They have a piece up about Joe Gomez. There's a really good piece about Bobby. It's an extract from his book talking about Brendan Rodgers and how he was not ha- not unhappy to see the back of him. There is a piece about a Liverpool youngster who is scoring a goal every 71 minutes and looks like he is on the fast track to the first team. That's Jaden Dans, who really, really does look a hell of a prospect. So another exciting one on the horizon for us. Liverpool quartet swap first team for under-21s. 
as striker scores on first start. So uh, the striker who scored in the first start was Dan's. The youngsters who swapped the first team for the under 21s, Jaden McConnell, I was like James McConnell, uh, Trey Nyonyi, who's been in the first team squad for a couple of games, and Bobby Clark and Kate Gordon, obviously two of the brightest young prospects of the club. Um, we did get quite a notable departure in recent days. Uh, Paul Glatzel leaving to go to Swindon. And I believe there's like four uh, former Reds at Swindon now. Glatzel really did look like he had a chance of making it when he was like 16, but he's had so many injuries. Hopefully, hopefully he goes on and has a really, really good career because the kid has overcome an awful lot already in his in his young career. And you'd like to see him get getting games and doing what he's good at. Uh, we have recalled Calvin Ramsey from Preston. It'll be interesting to see what happens now with him, whether he goes on loan again or whether we keep him around and maybe loan out Connor Bradley so Bradley can get some games. Uh, six months on from his release, former Liverpool goalkeeper Liam Hughes has signed for a new club, agreeing a surprise-free transfer to Scandinavia. Uh, we've signed him as a training goalkeeper from Celtic to bulk out the academy squads. Um, he did make the bench twice for the first team, once against uh, Sheffield United in the Premier League and once against Preston in the Carabao Cup. So he's joined FC Hacker in Finland. So the best of luck to him. Hope that goes well. Surprise lesson from Alisson, ex-Liverpool goalkeeper, scores second goal in three months. Uh, Dan, Dan, Atterton, Dan Atterton. Why can't I speak? Dan Atterton was the last-minute hero for Warrington Town, scoring another late equaliser. That is brilliant. Nothing better than goalkeeper scoring goals. It, it upsets so many people. And, like, if it's your team that loses to a goalkeeper scoring or that, you know, drops points because the goalkeeper scored, it's just fantastic how upset people get. I love to see this. So, obviously, we've seen in recent days Sven-Goran Eriksson talking about how he grew up a Liverpool fan, his dad was a Liverpool fan, and how his dream had always been to manage Liverpool. And it does look like, it does look like it might happen for a charity match. So there's a Legends game set to take place in March, Liverpool against Ajax, and Kenny and Ian Rush were slated to manage the Reds, but I saw a few people on Twitter starting to tag in some of the legends, including Luis Garcia, Robbie Fowler, and Ian Rush. And uh, just a tweet from, from a guy called Andy Renshaw, Andy or Physio, uh, make this happen for him. This would be class, lads. And Robbie Fowler responds, Cole's gone in, mate. So Sven might get to live out his dream of standing in the home dugout and managing a Liverpool team. And to be honest, that's that's the type of thing I love about this club. And I love about a lot of our former players is how what good people they are. 
like forgetting how great a footballer Robbie Fowler was. He's just a really good person. And we have a lot of really good people suggested. Andy Renshaw, I should have realized, is a former club physio. Um, we have a lot of good people connected to this club. And I think, I've said it before, when when Julier was leaving, when it became clear he was going to go at the end of the season, that he needed to go at the end of that uh, 03 04 season, Sven was who I wanted to come in because I adored what he'd done at Lazio. He'd had a great career before that as well, obviously. And it was pretty clearly not working out with England. And I really wanted Sven at Liverpool. I thought that could be perfect. Give him time, give him some money, let him build around Gerrard in the same way he built that Lazio team around Nedved. Could have been really special. But obviously we got Rafa and won the Champions League, so it did work out for us. But I still would have loved to have seen Sven. Um, Liverpool.com. Jurgen Klopp signs new contract, marquee transfer agreed. Bold predictions for 2024. So we'll come back to that. There's a piece about Mbappe. Liverpool could seal $44 million transfer, more talented than Cristiano Ronaldo. Thanks to Jurgen Klopp, we'll come back to that one. Man United just glimpsed $93 million transfer problem Liverpool clearly avoided, and Gary Neville knows. Okay, we'll have a quick gander at that as well. There's a piece about Mbappe, another piece about Sadio, uh, another piece about Bobby, a piece about Mo, goal on an assist in the first game of the AFCON. Um, Liverpool showed hand with Moises Caicedo bid, and that's why I believe Jurgen Klopp on transfers. I will come back to that one as well. Um, and there's another piece, Liverpool transfer news, as approach made in seven goals, Xabi Alonso talent wanted. So we'll, we'll check out all of these. Um, this first piece, the Matt Addison and James Martin, the bold predictions for the year. Um, so Matt said Jurgen signs an extension and there's a double trophy parade. That was sort of his bold predictions for the year. Um, listen, if we, if we did just win the EFL Cup and the Europa League. I mean, that's a really good season. If you could add the FA Cup to that, it becomes a great season. If you could win the league on top of it, it is obviously an unbelievable season. Um, I don't think James Martin quite grasps what uh, a marquee dream sign. He, he says Josh Kimmich. Like, Kimmich is a, is a very good footballer. That's not a dream marquee signing. That's signing a declining player who doesn't fit how we play and there's no role from at Liverpool. He does then mention Rodrigo, who I, I don't think would be a marquee signing, but that would be a smart signing. Rodrigo's really, really good. And I think if you put him on the left for us, he could be very, very interesting. 
Uh, Liverpool could seal 44 million transfer more talented than Cristiano Ronaldo. Keenan Yildes. Signed by Juve in the summer of 2022 from Bayern Munich on a free transfer. Spent a year in Juve's youth team and uh, has now been elevated into the first team. He really does look an immense talent. Now, he doesn't get a huge amount of minutes because they've got a lot of strength and depth and Allegri's not really one for playing young players. But with recent injuries and form issues, he has gotten some opportunities and he has been really, really good. And he is probably one that Juve might have to cash in on because they do have some financial issues there. And maybe in the summer, you know, who knows? Maybe he's one that you could steal away. Um, what's this piece about Gary Neville? That Oh, it's about Anthony. About Anthony, uh, who's garbage, obviously. Um, so, yeah, we don't need to. Uh, it could be about Sancho either, but I think it's about Anthony. Um, let's see. Liverpool transfer news is $43 million approach made uh, Jeremy Frimpong being linked oh and Keenan, y- Keenan Yildas again um, yeah I mean he he's that level of prospect he really is it'll be interesting to see uh, what he decides to do internationally because I believe he can play for the Germans and obviously uh, he has declared for the Turks. Has he played for the senior team? I don't think he has. He has. He's got three caps already. I didn't realise that. Between him and Arda Guler, then that's two hugely exciting young prospects for the Turkish national team. Two enormous talents. Obviously, um, we were linked with Arda Guler before he signed for Real Madrid, and he's had he's had a ton of injury issues uh, this season. But that's two very very gifted young footballers there. Um, Liverpool showed hand with Moises Caicedo bid. Is it that you know we'll? will spend what's needed when it's needed. Because if so, then fair enough. I still wouldn't believe much of what Jürgen says publicly, though. Because Jürgen, I, I just don't think he likes talking to the media. I think if Jürgen could talk directly to the fans, he'd be a bit more honest about things. I just don't think he likes talking to the media. Um, Anfieldindex.com then uh, piece about Henderson um, obviously been linked to Ajax and Juve seems like the Juve part might have been made up um, but the Ajax manager um, John Van Schip he did come out and say that they were looking at him but I think it was Dominic King who doesn't report on football anymore but obviously is one of the inner circle for Henderson uh, and was one of his PR puppets for many years at Liverpool. He came out and said that Al Etifak are 
not open to letting him leave, and nor should they be. Signed a contract, play at your contract, son. Um, piece about Frimpong, a piece about Anthony Patterson of Sunderland, goalkeeper we've been linked to. I think he's a bit too small to be a Klopp goalkeeper. He's 6'1". I think Jurgen likes his goalkeepers to be a bit bigger, like he likes the centre-backs. Uh, ben Boczek has a piece about uh, Mats Viefer, who could potentially be a target for us. Now, he's the sort of, he's the one holding midfielder that I think we could get now who makes long-term sense for us. So, but, 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 I don't know that he would have any impact between now and the end of the season because there is a settling in period and the jump from the Eredivisie to the Premier League is significant. I do very much like him, though, and if we were to land him, I'd be very, very happy. Um, title chase, next five to keep Dream alive. Obviously, we have a much tougher run coming up than City has. Um, you look at our next five games, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Arsenal, then Burnley and Brentford, and we should win both of those. Our second half of the season, though, is easier than our, you know, quote-unquote rivals, though our last four are very tough. Away West Ham, home Spurs, away Villa, home Wolves. Uh, Wolves aren't as good away as they are at their home place, but, you know, still. Um, does bring back memories of 21-22, though, doesn't it? Uh, Podcast-wise, then, there is an Under Pressure, Dan Kennett, Cy Brundish, and Hamza talking about the Arsenal and Fulham games. There is a Pro Plus special called Big Decisions. Uh, Dave Davis having a look at the big decisions Jürgen might be facing. And there is an episode of the Anfield Index podcast. It's Trev, it's Cam, and it's Lisa Marie. Talking yarns. Yarns is what we're going to call them. It's great. It is genuinely great. So make sure you always give that a listen. It's a nice break from the football. Like, there's obviously hints of football. They drive by and acknowledge the football, but it's a chat. It's just friends having a chat, and it's always fun. So do give that one a listen. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I have for today. So happy Monday. I'll see you Tuesday. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.